You like my uh, my Batman sixty six uh, camera angle that I? Yes, very. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's the funny thing. Watching that show like now, you realize, my God, they had no budget. Yeah, no, they didn't. It's all cardboard. Well, and just the, the, how creative they had to get with you know, those fight scenes were basically shot on like an empty sound stage, you know, um, with with yes, with like cardboard prop, you know, like like on Star Trek, big styrofoam rocks type of thing. Right. Never, never trust a Gorn. Never trust a Gorn. Yeah, and it was all from the crazy angles. I mean, Batman was actually an amazingly uh, creative. It's interesting because I. You know, that was the first time I ever saw Bruce Lee. Obviously, it was when he was Kato on that. And I tried to watch an episode of Green Hornet. I was like, oh, it was running on one of the deep cable channels. I'm like, oh, well, this is something I've never seen. I watched one episode and I was done. Bruce Lee be damned. As good as Batman is, Green Hornet's awful. <laughs> How long did that show get? I think it got two seasons, maybe. I looked at it. It wasn't much. You know, I couldn't even commit to that. It was, you know, and that's how we're going to start this week's episode of the Slurp Toast podcast. I'm still Bruce, and he's still <laughs> can't even. Yeah, Green Hornet was so bad I couldn't even watch Bruce Lee. That's how we're kicking things off today. He's Steve. He's my co-host and and moral compass, which is terrifying. But anyway, <laughs> what's going on, buddy? Not much, man. Just hanging out in your basement. Hanging out in the basement, uh, yeah, selling everything on eBay I can find. Nice. Well, we appreciate your business. I've been saying that all day. So, <laughs> you want to you sell mine? Because I still haven't gotten around to moving any of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, are you, uh, what are you selling? Just things. I, babe and I had like uh, when she was like four. We had a piece of a Hot Wheel, Hot Wheel track. Mm-hmm. I bought a bunch of little Hot Wheel cars, and it's like I found them in this box. It's like, oh my god, they're like 15 years old. You know, you look them up, see if there's any value in them, and it's like every one of them is like 99 cents. Everybody who's selling them is selling for 99 cents, dollars and 50 cents shipping. Which sell a car that weighs all of two and a half ounces is uh, that's where they're making their money. Oh yeah. That's that's how they get you, as Joe Pesci would say. Uh, for sure, for sure. Or you could be, I guess, the cat's out of the bag. Yeah, I, I work for eBay, so um, I had a gentleman today who couldn't understand why his uh, his account was frozen for non-payment, even though he hadn't paid for two months and could not understand why I wouldn't unfreeze it for him. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you got to pay. It's not even something I can do if I wanted to. You seem nice enough, but you owe us one large. You're going to have to get caught up. Sorry. Is paying you a hard and fast rule? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had a couple of those today. I was like, well, I didn't know I had to pay. It's not freebay, kids. It's eBay. If you sell, you got to pay. Wow. <laughs> That's, we're experiencing a lot of growth in the new users who don't understand how the platform works right now because of the pandemic and people are cleaning out their basements. That's yeah. <laughs> but, you're not, but you're no newbie. You've been doing it for decades now. Been doing it for a while, but yeah. I mean, that, it, it's kind of funny because the pandemic is like, like I sold a bunch of Funko stuff. Right. 
And what was nice about it is that because there was like no new stuff, I was able to sell most everything I tried to sell for a premium. Nice. Yeah. And it, it, it was nice. And it was like, I got rid of, you know, just, just stuff that I was like, pretty sure I was taking to goodwill when, you know, the week was over and it all sold. Uh, the importance of timing. <laughs> yeah. Now that everything's going again, that everything's tanked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, but you, you made the most of your window. That's the important thing. So I did. It's insane. I got rid of like maybe 50, 60 things, pops and stuff. Wow. Might have been more than I I used to keep track. I used to be like real religious, keep track how much I paid for it. So here's a tip. If you're a Funko collector, you'll never get your money back. (laughs) Here's a tip. If you're any kind of collector, you're never getting your money back. (laughs) (laughs) Because the one thing that you sell for like four or five times or even 10 times what you bought for it, there's, 10 things you don't get the money back on. <laughs> right. It all evens out over time. Um, I, yeah. I, you might, you remember when we were like hot on the uh, Simpsons world of Springfield figures, man, I got out of that right at the top. God, I, I got so lucky. I sold almost everything and I made a ton of money off of that stuff. And now you can't give it away. Stop. Sorry. Kristen was telling me to remind me to get drugs, but anyway, kind of good drugs. Pick up prescriptions. <laughs> Which is so, wow, sorry. <laughs> so good and legal. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so what is it that you sold? I heard you sold at the top. What was it that you sold at the top? The Simpsons World of Springfield stuff. Oh, heck yeah. Because yeah, that That's stuff, when, when it went south, it went south fast. And I just like, I had accumulated so much of it and multiples of some of the, the sets i was just like yeah no because the problem was and you know this i the place i used to work was like three blocks from a toys r us so i could yeah. go in at lunch and clean up before anybody else got there and have it all on ebay or in the house at least by the end of the day <laughs> i think i got an ultimatum on that stuff at some point along the lines of where do you think you're gonna set all this up and i was like that's fair so I have, I kept, I kept Homer crusty and tuxedo crusty because that one just makes me laugh every time I see it. That's all I got left. Those are the ones that you can put on the base and they talk. Yeah, that's the ones. Yep, yep. I found Zevo's figures still in the packaging. What? At your house or in the wild? No, at my house. Okay. I've been trying to set them free back into the wild. <laughs> my box is right over there. The boys and I refused to get rid of it. I got some of them out the other night. Was goofing around building new little, 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 little creatures. I mean, it was a, such a such a it's a fun line of toys. If you didn't play the game that was supposed to go with it, exactly. Now um, I don't know. Just we tried. we tried it. It was horrible. It was awful. You, then you had to like take the time to tear apart your carefully constructed figures, wasn't it? It was like the Black Knight from Monty Python. It's just a flesh wound, and you lop off a limb. Wasn't that what it was? If I'm remembering correctly, we had those 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 hexagon spinner things. Spinner things. But you didn't have anything to spin them unless you bought the big box set. Right, right. One of like the, the battle set with the limited edition Zivas. I, I think we both ended up buying it because we're completists. 
Uh, I bought it because I used the head in my Papa Shango. Nice. <laughs> Chicken foot guy. The, he's actually on the mantle over there. Um, <clears throat> I still have Thunder Shaman the gorilla on my bookshelf upstairs, flipping everybody off because he had posable opposable fingers and so that was always my favorite here's how you knew what kind of day bruce was having i used to keep keep thunder shaman thunder shaman was like a was a was a big giant ape on this line if you don't know and he had uh movable digits so if if uh thunder shaman was giving you the devil horns you were good to come in bruce's office if thunder shaman was flipping you off steer clear steve went to get his elons and while he's doing that Oh wait, hold on. I gotta, I gotta zoom in. Let's see. We got okay. So nice. We got chicken feet. You got the chicken feet. Got the that uh, surf, that surf skateboard guy legs. No, that's what they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got the monkey hand on the on the left. I'm both. Oh, is both of them? Okay. Well, except this one's not because Thunder Shaman had one that you could actually pose, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. I would always flip, give him the finger, so. I don't, everybody listening may not know what these toys were, but they were amazing. They came out in the <laughs> late 90s, early 2000s. I can't remember. <laughs> late 90s. We'll go with that. And they were like Lego action figures. Each set came with uh, like two or three iterations of the character that it was. And you could mix and match the parts in that set. And if you got more sets, you could mix and match the pieces from the sets. And they were like mummies and gorillas and dragons and Look at that. Which one is that? Frankenpunker. Oh, the... Frank. Yes. Is he still? Yeah, there was like a Frankenstein monster and it was a vampire. And you could, whatever. Oh, the, the, the evil robot, the Mr. Sinister robot. Yes, you're, you're, you're distracting me now. Sorry, but you, when you <laughs> mentioned this, I looked over. I have like all the sticker sets and everything. I mean, you want to talk about pack rat shit. Oh, no. Seriously, I've got a tub literally right there. And all of them are in that tub. And I went to the trouble of like, you know, trying to reconstruct the sets to put them back. It's like if I tear them apart again, it's just going to be a box full of pieces. There we go. The Thunder Shaman. Thunder Shaman. The, that was my favorite one ever because it was a monkey. I think <laughs> I actually, I think I actually ended up buying two of that one so I could have one made and then have monkey parts. And that was a great thing. That was what we had such a good time is we were sitting there building, you know, we bought a bunch of like uh, Wizard World of Dallas. Yeah. And we're back in the hotel room, like building these funky little creatures with light bulb heads and stuff like that. And I made one out of whatever pieces were left over. I remember. Yes. And a chicken head, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Which is on, uh, on the end of his stick. Nice. It's a, that's a genuine juju stick there. Yeah. <laughs> and then you play the game and you roll the dice. It's like, oh, he lost an arm. Pop. Oh, he lost his head. And you're like, what the hell is the point of this? Yeah, it was, it was building the counterproductive in every way to the spirit of the toy. Like, here, build this cool thing and then rip it apart. Why? I always thought that what they should have done is that Toys R Us had like an interactive bin or a case where the things were in mm -hmm. like build your own you know you have a bunch of parts you build it out that's gonna work but uh, you know who who are we we, we we're just collectors and we're never getting our money back 
Although <laughs> I did sell a few of those back in the day when I had some extras. I might get some of the money back on those. At least the ones that are still in the, uh, in the, in the, uh, that's another thing I had some extras on at the, at the top of the mall, at the top of the, and I sold some, like, I think I sold like the mummy one for a fair penny. Cause he was one of the last ones out and he was hard to find. Yeah. It's like, well, we're just going to throw these out there. If you find one, fantastic. Yeah, exactly. And they were getting like bootlegged from China and it was crazy there at the end, the death knell of the Zivas. And that might be but your episode title, by the way. Huh? That might Definitely. be the episode title. <laughs> Death of the Zivos. Yep, yep. I think that's it. Unless we come up with something better along the way. So. I thought we had one about not watching Bruce Lee. <laughs> so bad I stopped watching Bruce Lee. I don't think we want that to be the title of the episode. All right, those were Death Knell of the <laughs> Death Knell of Zivos. Uh, so let's see. So you said your your kids going to school part-time, mine are staying doing full-time at home because they had the option to go back and of course they both chose to stay home. So we'll reevaluate again. I think it's every six weeks minor allowed to revisit it. Yeah. So how's, uh, how's, how's in-person schooling going? I'm curious because I'm not experiencing it. I think it's going okay. It was really, I heard a teacher talking about it and I mean, at the high school level, it's a little different. She's like, you know, in class, not so bad because her class side is like 11, 12 kids. So she can actually be a little bit more attentive to them. At nice. least the ones who are in the classroom. Not exactly sure how the kids online are doing. Cause you know, you walk by the room and my kids sprawled out in the bed with the laptop on her. You're like, Oh God, come on. <laughs> At least sit, sit in a chair. Can, make, can we make chairs <laughs> mandatory? I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how they're doing it, quite frankly, but Godspeed to the minor seniors. So this is really weird for them. Like they're like their whole, apparently like the, a lot of the colleges aren't requiring uh, SATs this year. So they may skate on that or not for incoming freshmen next year, because there's concern about putting that many kids in a room at one time and how would you proctor it online? So I don't know. We'll see. I think some there's, I mean, they think, I think it's school by school. There's some, um, some that are requiring it, but most at this point aren't. And I'm going to go turn my fan on because it's hot AF in my garage. So give me one second. Carry on without me. I'll be right back. Yeah. Carry on without you. It's just going to be me and our little friend here. Sitting there looking and dancing before the monitor. I really need to put a ceiling fan on this side of the garage. So when I turn the light on, it comes on, but that's a, that's not a Texas summer project. <laughs> hanging a ceiling fan in the garage is going to require work in the attic to to enforce enough to hang the fan no that's i'll do that in january good call it, it, and one of those you know we are now our father's moments i bought yeah. those, those, those home depot as seen on tv the little led that they, they have like the three prongs on them mm -hmm. you screw them in and then you can kind of position the light oh yeah yeah 3,500 lumens. So when you turn it on, I mean, my garage is like surgery room bright. <laughs> yeah, I have those moments where I'm like, yeah, I, this is, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, my, I'm like, I'm sitting here surrounded by the power washer that I own and the, uh, a yard sprayer, you know, all those, all those dad things you accumulate as you become a homeowner and you're like, wow, 
So that's me now, huh? I'm the guy with the power washer up the street. Yep, that's me. <laughs> you know what? I'll be honest with you. I love power washing. I find it so relaxing and zen. I can't hear anybody. There's immediate, <laughs> there's immediate results. How often in life can you say, okay, I just finished this and there it is. <laughs> when we lived in Louisiana, one of our neighbors hired me to power wash their house. Uh-huh. And I felt so bad because they had dry rot. Oh no. I went across like one of the windows and just blew out the bottom of the window frame. I mean, it was like, oh no, balsa wood and paint. Jesus. And I even told them, I was like, you know, I go, do you want me? Yeah, do this, do the brick, do around the windows. And I was like, all right. So I'm doing the brick and the, you know, the moss and the muck is coming off and shh. And I mean, it just went across that window. And wow. <laughs> As a, as a teenager, that got to be kind of cathartic, though. You're like, cool. And then exactly. <laughs> That's reaction one and reaction two, and they're both immediate. No, when I we that an awesome set of tools. I can <laughs> Thank you, Spicoli. Thank you so much. Okay, see, that's going to segue into a big Dave story because you know oh, we yeah. set the so we, we know where we lived. We had one set of neighbors on one side that were hardcore Baptists, whatever. The guy on the the left of us facing the house was a microbiologist, but he was from like Trinidad or something. Smart as could be, clueless about common everyday things. And you know, my dad can fix pretty damn much anything. I think your dad's the same way. But so inevitably we'd been sitting down for, for dinner two or three nights a week and we'd hear the knock at the door and Mr. Randy would come over and he'd be like, excuse me, David, do you have a tool for this? And of course my dad did. He has a tool for everything. If he doesn't, he goes and buys it or makes it up. I don't know. But anyway, so it became a running joke. Do you have tools? Because he had the thick accent and I'm not being racist or anything. It's how the man talked. Do you, do you have tool for it? Yes. I mean, he bought his kids. He had two little girls. He bought them a swing set for their birthdays one year. Watch this guy out in the backyard three or four days in this Louisiana heat in his like button down Oxford shirt and his dress slacks trying to put this thing together. And finally one day my dad just went over there and said, Randy, let me help you. And he just put the thing together because he was afraid those girls were going to die. If they tried (laughs) to swing on that thing, it was, it was like performance art and it was, it was just, it was painful. I mean, yeah, and there was no, it didn't stay when they swang it went like this. Yeah. My at the old place, he, he set his kids thing up like that. <laughs> yeah, the kids swinging and like the whole yeah, so that the back post comes out of the ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not supposed to do that unless the kids putting some effort into it. Just as a, as a regular swing, it's not supposed to. Yeah. So so Big Dave put the neighbor's swing set together because he was terrified that those two little girls were going to die. Um, anyway, kind of sidetracked there. Um, so, oh, you mean there's like the track? <laughs> did we have a track i don't know i was i'm looking something up because there was uh oh this just in abc canceled stump town literally just saw that um no no not stump town <laughs> i watched a few episodes of it it was okay mm-hmm. i stopped because it was just okay <laughs> <laughs> i just i had this realization about my television viewing habits yesterday 
or Monday as I was doing the Monday meandering for Gonzo Geek, I, uh, I realized uh, all for the last several months, my, uh, my viewing has, has included no redeemable characters whatsoever. <laughs> we watched all of Breaking Bad. We watched Better Call Saul to, to mm-hmm. current. We watched El Camino in between. Then we watched Succession, which is really, really good, but just awful human beings in every way, shape, and form. And then this week we started that uh, morning show on Apple TV with Jennifer Anderson and Steve Carell. <laughs> and okay. there's nobody likable in that one either. I'm like, God, this, okay, I think we may have a problem. I don't know. <laughs> there's nobody to root for in anything we watch. What does that say about us? That's just the way 2020 has gone. <laughs> it's, it's appropriate viewing for this year. It's well, just going to segue that. right into the election, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sometime I'm just going to turn all of it off and like try, you know, mute it out, block it out, and then come back by November 10th. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my best to avoid things. I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to be involved in all the shit slinging. It doesn't serve anybody. No, what's amazing to me is how quickly, you know, like a post gets political. You know, oh, right. poor people down in Louisiana. Hurricanes are terrible. It's a result of climate science. Climate science, bogus. You're, and it's just like, what happened to the, let's feel bad for the people. How, exactly. I mean, because I, 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 spent some time in Lake Charles as a kid. So I knew a lot of people still there and a lot of people who, who uh, suffered some damage to their home. One of my childhood friends, uh, <laughs> it, it peeled the shingles and the paper off of his roof, but left the decking. That's a very specific hurricane. <laughs> like all the shingles in the paper. Yeah. But the decking, but the deck, none of the decking was gone. He may not have had a quality roof job. <laughs> well, I, uh, his mother said in a conversation with my mother later, well, he's cheap. So it may have been a do-it-yourselfer. I don't know. But uh, in any event, I was just amazed that it left the decking and just sheared the rest of the roof off. <laughs> oh, well, easier for who's got to replace it. <laughs> exactly. That's really going to mess up your insurance claim. I know that. Oh, removal charge? Yeah. <laughs> your decking's good it'll dry before we get to shingles out here it's going to be nice and dry in the meantime here's a lovely blue tarp exactly <laughs> that is the that is the uh the city color of lake charles right now but they were saying it was going to take like four to six weeks before they'd be, be able to have uh, electricity and drinkable water in the city again because it was that it like took down that many miles of power lines and stuff so yeah it was it was legitimately bad that one um i was looking for some you see i'm looking for something hang on a sec i always thought the two hurricanes i wish the the, the naming had lined up so you could have marco and Polo, um, going <laughs> i saw uh yesterday there was a map of all the storms around on the atlantic and they're all like very retro female names and someone posted Oh, let's be careful, y'all. We got a full, the Gulf's full of Waffle House waitresses. <laughs> made me laugh. I thought that was a good one. Hey, um, here's my, have you read this question for the week? 
Have you read what? any of the my? Have you read this title of the week for you? Okay. Have, have you read Manifest Destiny? I think it's an image book. Oh, not the Horatio Alger thing or whatever. <laughs> you know. No, no, it's it's a it's a comic book. As these things tend to go on our podcast, the answer would be no. <laughs> okay, so the premise is this: it's uh, it's it's base it's Lewis and Clark, okay, their exploration of the Louisiana Purchase, but they've been sent by Jefferson because the reports from the French are that the uh, Louisiana Purchase is full of terrifying monsters. So they're essentially s- searching for cryptids. And then Sacagawea shows up and she's this badass monster slayer. So, sp- so I read the first volume and it's a great concept. I love the concept. The execution's a little eh. I may try another one to see if they get a little better handle on it, but they had uh, the first, spoiler alert, kids, the first monster they run into is like a a buffalo minotaur so it's like the bottom of a horse or a cow and then that's because it's like the full upper torso of a of a buffalo with like you know human hands which was a little terrifying quite frankly in execution <laughs> manifest destiny yeah anyway no i'm looking it up now and look at images <laughs> okay look for the buffalo minotaur i don't nope, found him <laughs> <laughs> he's a little scary oh my Oh my, oh my. So something you might want to check out if you have the time. I'm not sure, but I think uh, I, I think my buddy John, who does uh, Parlopod. Yeah. I think he may have done an interview with those guys or the artist or something. Okay. So yeah. you should probably shout out the full thing on your buddy's podcast since we're plugging. Parlopod. <laughs> John in Dakota, his... his uh, so John is the is my is the one I know better from Funko collecting, uh, and his friend Dakota, who's his co-host, who just had a baby this week. Congratulations, Parley Pod guy! A baby, and he's like, ah, there's no words to sum up, you know, this new parent thing, and it's like uh, exhausted. The word is exhausted. <laughs> That's why you can't come up with the words. <laughs> because <laughs> your mental facilities are shot. Let's see. Bay was in ICU for like uh, three weeks, maybe, before yeah. she came home. I think got her home. She was all on a schedule and everything, but there was that four-hour schedule. If you, you know, every four hours you do this, you do this. And I remember having her home for three weeks. I came home from work one night, and I mean, I'm like, oh, dragon. And I go back into the back, you know, back to the bedroom. I take all off of my clothes and I turn on the shower. I'm in there and I'm checking the water and I'm checking the water and I'm like. I just came back here to bounce the checkbook. What happened? <laughs> and you only had one. Now I had I, twins. And talk about the scheduling nightmare that was. I mean, we had to, we, and we were militant because it was the only way we were going to survive. But and every once in a while, we'll see some, uh, and I had the like three or two to 7 a.m. shift or whatever it was. I don't remember. But um Every once in a while, there'll be some movie come on, and, and they're like, my family will be like, "What is that?" And I'll start rattling it off, like plot points and details, and it's it's like you know, three a.m. Showtime and HBO stuff, like movies that never made it to the theaters, but it was what was on, so I watched it to stay awake. And they're like, "How do you know that?" I'm like, "IMDb. This came out in 2002. You were born in 2003. This was on." 
this is your fault that I know this. <laughs> I know the whole Tani, whatever her name, catalog. Yeah. I'm fluent in Busy Phillips and it's your fault. <laughs> yes, that's right. I've watched all the Lady Chatterleys, God damn it. <laughs> Well, that was when I was a teenager, but that's a whole different yes. that's a whole different conversation. Um, I can't blame them for that. Uh, Back in the days, wait a minute, to get like the nudie channel on cable <laughs> when it first came out. Yeah, because you had to like turn your TV to the UHF frequencies <laughs> and then get a dial and you could just get it jet. And you had to hold on to the antenna to get that extra little bioelectrical jolt through it to straighten out the signal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then you could maybe tune in sort of partially the Playboy channel or, you know. Or oh, yeah. or you get a friend who's got a giant satellite dish in his backyard and you tune it to the Playboy channel and watch Flesh Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a whole lot easier. Oh, that is easier. My facts <laughs> of desperation and innovation, though. That's true. I mean, you know, are these kids today, these kids today will never know the struggle. <laughs> of having to get up and walk across the room to change the channel. Exactly. You couldn't just say, hey, TV, change channel. <laughs> hey, TV, bring me a milkshake and then come to the door. DoorDash. <laughs> oh, so I have, I have a rocket launcher this week. Oh, good. <laughs> and it's, it's new as of today. Um, my wife sent me down a terrible, terrible rabbit hole. So my, my, I'm shooting the missile, the rocket launcher, and this week at uh, Goodreads. Cause, oh, okay. Because my wife is always really good about finding me cool books that I don't necessarily, she listens to things I don't listen to. And she always finds me these cool books. And uh, last week was my birthday, and, and she, she reminded me that it would be nice if, you know, if she had some ideas. I'm like, eh. and she found one. She's like, why don't you use, like, Goodreads or something and keep a list of books you want to read? I'm like, oh, okay, let's check it out. And I log in. And then down the rabbit hole I went because then it's like, well, tell us what books you've read. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when I first set up Netflix. Tell us what movies you've seen, except this is worse because it's like I'm scrolling through the graphic novel category. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And it doesn't stop. It never stops. It just <laughs> keeps going. There's, there's always another one. And so and I, and I keep a list on my on my devices of the books I read in the year because I just like to see kind of what I've read for the year and make sure you don't reread something, quite frankly. Um, halfway through, going, man, I, we copied this from somewhere. I've, oh, this all seems familiar to me somehow. Uh, and I realized that, you know, of course, I'm doing it the, as the desperado would say, I'm doing it the hard way. Um, because using Goodreads, you can just say, hey, I started this book on this date and it finished on this date. And it'll keep a list for you. I'm oh. like, Jesus Christ, I could have been doing this for the last however long this has been out. I'm an idiot. So, yeah, thanks for that, honey. Three hours later, you're still yeah. more Oh, that's what I've been doing all day today between phone calls. Oh, yeah, I've read that, 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 that. So then after, after dinner, while I was waiting for you, I was like, okay, let's just get this year's list in order. And I'm like, through May. So, oh, wow. yeah, it's, you know how I can be obsessive about things. Hard to believe, I know. Um, and speaking of a couple of week, couple of podcasts ago, we were talking about my late to the game binge of, of Bendis's Daredevil. And you asked me if I had read his Moon Knight. And uh -huh. I said, yes, because I knew I had read, I, but I apparently had only read the first issue. So I went uh -huh. back and, and I read the whole collection and read it over the weekend. That was, that was messed up, man. <laughs> 
yeah. he just keeps trading in voices in his head. He's making Randy Orton look well adjusted. <laughs> yeah, God is God is Jake and Grant and all of his and the, and the fat man and whoever else. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> That one was just for me. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, he had several well-established altars, and and in this issue, this collection, he was uh, being visited by Avengers past, present, and future. I think <laughs> Spider-Man, Wolverine, Cap. Yeah, and then later on, uh, Echo, and then yeah. <laughs> and uh, in the very end, Iron Man showed up. So apparently, he was spending a lot of time watching MCU movies. <laughs> except for echo because there's really no explanation for that but, <laughs> so. uh, but he's a character they just need to get it's like i don't know i don't know he's a crazy batman <laughs> <laughs> i mean and that's that's a fine characterization i wish they would just settle on which version of crazy he is because i loved the idea of him out in la as a schlock tv producer i thought that was perfect <laughs> With vengeance of country, <laughs> yes, with some playboy playmate who couldn't act but looked the part. I thought that's perfect for like the the goofy playboy, you know. And oh, yeah. well, I, I actually I did like that conceit. That was a great setup. Yeah, and they totally squandered that. And it was like actually this kind of works. Moving to L.A. where everything's kind of glitzy and fancy and showy, and uh, yeah, then they. Went back and Grant Morrison does what Grant Morrison does. And goes, you know. <laughs> Esoteric shit that nobody understands but pretends to love. Yes. Although I do like <laughs> Robin. Oh, yeah. No, no. That's that's I mean, the creation of Damian Wayne, I think, is my favorite thing he's ever done because. And then making, so. yeah, then, and then making Grayson. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, that was perfect. Just totally flipped it. I loved that. So that Batman's the, the jocular one and Robin's going to kill somebody. I thought that was brilliant. It, 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 not, not so disturbing if you didn't think or realize that Damien was only like 10 years old. <laughs> right. And, a, and some sort of test tube baby. Yeah, test tube baby trained by the League of Assassins. You know, other than that. <laughs> Everything was great. It was fine. <laughs> but that's, that's going to be a character I think will endure. And I think that's probably... Like I said, for my money, I think that's my favorite thing he's ever done. Yeah. And Robin. <laughs> yeah. Test tube assassin Robin. <laughs> Put that on your tombstone, Grant. Congratulations. That'd be a heck of a toy. Comes on the card and the tube and the little you know, knife. And... <laughs> but who would want to open that and release that into the world? You would never open it. You just keep it mint on card with a plastic case up on the shelf. That's know. true. Just to look at. Cause... No eye prints. Don't even look at it. <laughs> Easy, <laughs> Nigel. <laughs> I, hey, okay, so I collect the Funko stuff. Right. Yes, we know. Yeah. Oh, you know, there's Funko boxes you can open. It. And if you're careful, you can really open them. Like, you know, you're getting a little muddy. Okay, sorry. No, what I'm saying is uh, you can open those boxes without them getting damaged, right? Yeah, you just kind of slip that tape. Yeah, so, well, there's no tape. You just basically, you know, just oh, yeah. and pop the cap. That's not a big deal. I think most people who take them out of the box know that trick. They do it. It's not like, oh, you're, that's super secret. But anyway, so I was on a message thread, and one of the guys on the message thread was like, you know, I'll know if you opened it. 
And I'm like, are you kidding me? I could give you 10 pops, half of which I've opened and put back in the case and you'll never know. And he's like, oh no, I'll take a black light and I'll see if there's any fingerprints on it and I'll look for dust inside the box and I'll know. And I do that with all my toys. And I thought, well, you, you're not right. You know? that's, that's terrifying. Does he do it with the bodies he's got piled up in the corner too? Yes. You know, he I, it so that the magic crime wave won't find any evidence. Yeah. See, see, see those are the kind of collectors that give collectors a bad name. I wish I could remember the exact line from Dark Knight Returns when Batman was, was complaining to, our Superman was complaining to Batman about, but it's something like, you were the one, Bruce, you were the one they used against us when they came for us. And that's <laughs> what that is. Oh, yeah. They're the ones that you'll see at like a, at like a toy, you know, they'll be the ones that are doing this. You know, it's like, come on, man, are you... It, there's 50 on the shelf. Buy one. It's not going to work with the game. I had a guy I was talking to probably two weeks ago now. He had uh, sold uh, one of the uh, original Star Wars land speeders on, on, on my employer's website. And the buyer filed a complaint because the box was missing the proof of purchase. Now, the description, and I went over it with this guy it doesn't say complete yeah. box it says box with some damage the guy wanted his money back because it was missing the proof of purchase and i'm like what's he gonna use that for anyway it's a 30 year old toy they're not gonna redeem it the giveaway is over all right boba fett shot his missile in some kid's throat and it's over okay never coming back man yeah exactly chase that white whale and leave this poor bastard alone did he have a picture of it, the thing with the missing proof of purchase? That was the only picture he didn't have, sadly. Oh. Uh, he had all the other sides, but, the, but, but I mean, it, and he was, the buyer was complaining about the, uh, you know, it wasn't, the box wasn't complete or in good shape. But one of the pictures showed where it had been opened, and this one had tape on it, and it was like that 70s cellophane, so it had torn a whole swath of the picture off, and that was on one of the, I'm like, dude, there's no way he thought this box was in mint condition. There's a giant tape rip. Come on. The proof of purchase being gone is the least. Of the exactly. Problem. It's a 30-year-old cardboard box. You're lucky it doesn't have silverfish living in it. <laughs> anyway. Maybe. Yeah, nope. Let's just uh, the, <laughs> sell those as Jawas and move on. Um, the baby Jawas. <laughs> limited, limited, edition, limited edition baby Jawas included. <laughs> like, yeah. They were sea monkeys, kind of a, that sort of a thing. There you go. I like it. It's the back of uh, Marvel Comics when they you know raised the price. It went now 12 cents and on the back. You cut that out, send it away for baby Jawas. Yeah. <laughs> a little jar of Jawas. <laughs> you got to keep them in sand, though, or they don't make it. Perfect. That back, they could do that. <laughs> I'm surprised no one thought of that. It's really, <laughs> we're, we're, we're ahead of our time, except behind the times. We're, we're ahead of being, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're ahead of being behind the times. <laughs> oh, shit. So how's, uh, how's Slurp Shop doing? Uh, it's going. Okay, it's still, still up. It's 
still up. Yeah, it's selling onesie twosies. I gotta, I got, I got stuff. I gotta upload. Um, I gotta do. I, I, <laughs> I haven't done it. <laughs> I've got to do something. I gotta add some more. I want to put up, you know, Mojo. Yeah, I saw that scrolling. I'm like, yeah, we need Mojo up. And then we need to send Mojo a link because Mojo will publish that. For those uh, of you that don't uh, know, Mojo is a uh, Mojo El Diablo who runs a, a an LA <laughs> an LA fanzine, and we've run into Mojo numerous times at uh, San Diego Comic Con, and he every, is it's every. true, it's true. Except for maybe not the first time we went in '97, but every time since then, Mojo's there along with uh-huh. his predator sidekick. And when I say that, I don't mean like Chris Hansen's coming. I mean, the dude is dressed like a predator head to toe. And Mojo's like, Mojo, we love you. So I'm not speaking ill of you. But Mojo's this little dude and he shows up and he's bald as I am. And he yeah. shows up with like face paint and- paint, uh, a domino eye thing. And, and a vape. And a vape, yeah, he vapes. And he's got, actually, I don't think, I think it was, one of the times you weren't there, I sat next to him at, uh, no, it was for the last ship. Oh, <laughs> which time? How do we keep getting up on that show? Um, oh, well, that interview, that, that table, press table was so bad because they were like, okay, if you're filming for your website, you can only use like 12 seconds of video. And if you're writing, you, can, you can't take any pictures of the guys and all oh, this. Oh, yeah. Remember? And Mojo Mojo was going to tape it, and they were like, you can only use 12 seconds, and he was pissed off. So he and I were sitting kind of towards the back of the room. That's right. Y'all were by the window. That's right. That's right. Surprised we didn't get thrown out because we weren't quiet. (laughs) (laughs) But he was showing me that trench coat that he wears. Right. It's custom made, right? He's got it customized. So he, like, cranks open the side and cranks out a a tripod for his microphone and his camera setup. He pulls out – He's got like 50 pounds of gear in that coat <laughs> that you would never know from looking at it. Wow. And stuff and the copies of the magazine and this and that. I have those little face masks, those mojo masks. He uh-huh. had yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to take it back to work. Frank hated it because I had it by my desk. I need to take it back. <laughs> Speaking of work, I saw your pictures of your Thor hammer mentioned the last time. That was amazing. I'm I'm jealous beyond words of your of your homemade Thor hammer. That thing, I mean, it, it's a testament to how slow a Zoom meeting can be. Because <laughs> <laughs> it starts off, Frank is throwing. We get some laptops in. Frank is throwing this stuff away, and I pick up two pieces of it. And I, I pick up one piece and I'm you know, batting it around like a hammer. And there's another piece, so I put them together and I, you know, just scotch tape them. <laughs> yeah, and you know, banging around. So then we start looking at it because I've got it on my desk and every time I'm in a meeting or something, I play with it. So I was like, okay, brown electrical tape, I wrap the handle, but I got to stiffen the handle so it doesn't flop around. So I get a paint stick. The rule to this is you can only use things you find <laughs> in the building. <laughs> Scavenger me, owner. <laughs> so I put the, put the paint stick in there so that the, the shaft is a lot sturdier. And then wrapped it in electrical tape. And so Frank said, let me see that. And I threw it to him. He goes, I, I don't like that. I go, what do you mean? I goes, I don't like the way it flies. We need to weight it down. I go, weight it. So we actually had these two metal hinges, these clip things. And we shoved those in one end. So now when you throw it, it really flips end over end over end. Nice. So I'm in there in this Zoom meeting and I'm listening and I'm wrapping it with duct tape and <laughs> all this stuff. 
Frank comes in, he's cut the magnets out of a koozie. He has his magnetic koozies at work. Right. Slap it on the end, and stick it to the door frame, and it stays. But now I take the magnets in there, so that it's sitting on a desktop. And somebody goes to pick it up, it actually <laughs> truly testing their worth. And yeah, so Frank Frank is walking across the office and does one of those kind of you know, like throw me the ball. Mm -hmm. And I we have twenty five foot high ceilings in our new office. Space. Wow. Oh yeah, so it's, it was a big old call center and. In fact, <laughs> So I launch this thing across the floor, and it's end over end, spins great. And Frank catches it, and he's walking towards me. So as I'm standing there, he's walking towards me. I put my hand out like the Thor thing, uh -huh. the hammer in my hand. And he turns it with one of the cannons. I go, see? He turned to me just like the movie. <laughs> 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 That's oh, that's amazing. That's my favorite. You, it returns to you. That's that's perfect. Uh. Oh wow! That's tell Frank he he's a fine boomerang. <laughs> All right. What else do we need to talk about? Or plug? Or shill? Or oh, we can uh, talk about we can talk about New Mutants. I did actually get to see that. And it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got a free movie ticket from the local movie theater up the hill for my birthday. So I'm like, all right. And I had a had a, had a day off to do the follow up with the doc on the kidney stones from episode two or three, <laughs> whichever one it was. Three, I think. Anyway, and so uh, the company had given us all a bonus day off, so I just scheduled a day off, and so I went uh, after my appointment um, and saw New Mutants, and um, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't good. It was kind of <laughs> like a sci-fi movie. I mean, the effects were pretty low grade. Um, and it was, they had the, the, the right new mutants and they had some decent named talent. And the, the end of it was pretty cool when the demon bear actually showed up. But nice. getting, getting to the demon bear was a bit of a trudge. It was kind of, I mean, I, I appreciate that what they were trying to do. They were doing like a horror movie riff on, on it. Um, mm -hmm which was okay, but um, it just was long. Now, the funny part, I thought, because it was a few days after we'd recorded the last podcast, and there was no uh, – oh, but I know I was the only one in the theater, so I got a private screening of New Mutants, so that was even better. Um, oh, oh that, that, that's – It was free, and I had the whole theater to myself. So, <laughs> uh, Feet on the seats. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, I walked in and the and the, the manager guy goes, I he so he, he takes my thing and he goes to the back and get the ticket and he comes and goes, All right, I gave you this seat, but man, you can sit wherever you want to. <laughs> he, I'm making them crank up the projector. They didn't think they were gonna have to. Um and uh but there was so there was no in credit scene, but what they did do, which was kind of cool and kind of a throwback to our last episode, was uh Sinkevich did like uh character drawings for each of the actors as their characters in the movie, which was kind of cool. So he took like the Marvel versions of the characters and, and added the, the real okay. life actors faces to it, which was kind of cool. And he did, he did some demon bear illustrations, which, you know, that's his gig. So it was, I mean, if you get to see it for free, it's a great movie. I wouldn't pay to see it. But, 
<laughs> That's your quote from slurptoast.com. You can put that on the Blu-ray cover. <laughs> you got to see it for free. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there we go. Yeah, we should post a review and see if you can't get, you know, it'd be like on Terry's books. <laughs> <laughs> if you can see it for free, it's a great movie. <laughs> I think that's all I got to say about that. But I had was bitching last time because my son, who works at the theater, wouldn't take me on his on his free dime. So I did get to see it for free. So anyway, um, yeah, I think I, poster, then. should we make one of our own? And <laughs> 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 just start posting it everywhere, t- tweeting it at New Mutants or whatever it is, <laughs> at Chuck's Kids, whatever they're using. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I could, there's actually a, I did use it uh, in the Monday meandering last week. So there's a photo on Gonzo Geek that I think sums it up and of the cast. And feel free to use that um, okay. if you want to. Oh, one more thing I was going to ask you about: Have you watched any of Cobra Kai? No, no. Because uh, I think the first couple episodes came out on. That, came up, that was like the YouTube red or whatever, but they've moved the shows migrating to Netflix. So the first two seasons are on Netflix. And, and, and I love the show. Well, I think it's a, he's watching it and it, it was, it had no right to be that good. That's the poster for this one. You're absolutely right. <laughs> that's the poster for Cobra Kai because it has no business being as good as it is. That's, that, that's as perfect a review for this show as you're going to find. But it's, it's one of those, it's such a guilty pleasure because it's better than it should be so I don't feel bad watching it. And the episodes are only like 30 minutes a piece. So it's not a huge commitment of time. But the other night I was, my wife was doing some work so we weren't watching TV so I flipped it on because I'm almost done with the second season. And she goes, <laughs> got about I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes into the episode. She goes, now, what is this? And what's the point of this? And I was befuddled for an explanation. <laughs> like, the first part was like, this is Cobra Kai. And she's like, and again, what's the point? Uh, Gen X nostalgia? I don't, it's, yeah, I, think I, <laughs> I think I said, I can't explain it, but it's better than it should be. I think I actually said that. Um, I mean, it's, it's interesting to me because it's like, I feel like, because I think one time I said uh, to somebody, that there's a really great Apollo Creed movie lurking in the back of Rocky too, because Ooh. because Apollo's arrogant and pissed off that still, that Rocky went the distance, and it's kind of the same thing with this. And and I, I'm going to get off on a rant on a tangent here, but let me have it, because um, <laughs> because the Karate Kid is essentially Rocky for kids. I mean, it really was what it was. Um, oh, yeah. But in this instance, so you've got Johnny who never who's who's the jock that never got over losing the big game and never got over losing the girl. And Daniel goes on to some great personal successes. And uh-huh. that's where, it, that's where it starts with Johnny just hung over as fuck. That's where <laughs> the show starts. And he starts, so he starts rebuilding his life, finds a little purpose. They, they're still at loggerheads, you know, all these years later. So, so clearly Daniel hasn't moved on either. He's got this kind of like idea of where Johnny should be. And he's kind Ooh. of, kind of intent on keeping him in his place. So you're seeing like, and then there's, you know, the kids learning karate from the two dojos, and that's fun. But, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't feel bad watching it. I, I really like it. <laughs> so it's on Netflix. Give it a shot. I, th- I think you'll like it, too, because 
it's got some darkness to it. Again, see my viewing habits. Um, but uh, it's entertaining as hell for, for an old Gen X guy like, like me and like you. Okay. I, 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 like I said, you're the second person who basically summed it up by it had no right being as good as it was. or It had no business being this good. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the poster for that one. Yep. yep, yep. It reminds me, we, uh, we're actually having high school football games. Oh, congratulations. Right. So they had senior night and the senior nights are really, you know, they come out, they're like, ah, and uh, number 24, he's been a starter all four years and blah, blah, blah. He's accompanied by this. His best uh, Oak Park memory is uh, getting excited for football games, you know? And they all say some variation is like, my best football memory is this, that. I told my wife, I go, I got two responses that would just kill a crowd. They would just, They'd probably go over some heads, but they would kill. First one is, what is your favorite? His favorite football memory is showering with the boys. <laughs> what was the I second mean, one? That's the first one. Uh -huh. And the other one would be uh, that time I scored four touchdowns against Polk High. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... And I think that's the perfect spot to end on. Anytime we can work an Al Bundy joke in, that's when we've 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 peaked, quite frankly. So let's just call it a night. Uh, uh oh, oh. Just lean back, lean into it. You know. So slurptoast.com, slurp at slurptoast on facebook at slurptoast on twitter and at slurptoast.com on instagram because of the damn indian uh energy drinks i'm i'm working on filing <laughs> some some paperwork to 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 make it legal for me to go after these people so um <laughs> something we made up like 30 years ago yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean i feel like we should own it right so okay. all right so that's episode five. What was it? The uh, the death knell. No, the, the death knell of the Zivas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's what we're going with. Death knell of the Zivas. So, um, until next week, I'm Bruce. And that's the show. Night, kids. <laughs>